Hello, everyone, and welcome to Grip Locked, Foundation Disc Golf's weekly podcast. I'm Hunter, joined as always by Trevor. And before we get into today's episode, I want to take a moment to thank the sponsor for today's episode. Autumn is in the air, the pumpkins are in the patch, and our friends at Manscaped are here to make sure you don't carve your pants pumpkins when you're grooming, if you know what I'm saying. Make sure you're keeping things fresh this fall with the leaders in male grooming and, and uh, their brand new fourth generation performance package. Join the 2 million men worldwide using Manscaped by going to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping with the code GRIPLOCKED. It's time to bundle up with the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver, ball deodorant, crop reviver, toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold all your goodies. Then, after trimming your pumpkin patch and whacking them leaves, give your balls a boost with the Crop Reviver. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts in their performance package, the boxers and the shed travel bag. That way you can remain comfy and cozy no matter where you find yourself this fall. Don't forget to get 20% off and free shipping with the code GRIPLOCKED at manscaped.com. That's one word, GRIPLOCKED. It'll give you 20% off and free shipping. Make your balls a priority this fall and choose Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. Well said. Just handing stuff out. Let's uh, let's hop into GMC. Uh, we declare Every time I hear GMC, I just think of trucks. Trucks. The GMC trucks. Sierra. Actually, green, legit though, that's kind of my dream truck. White with the black grill. You have a Tacoma. You're not I, allowed to I talk about other trucks. Yeah, dude. How would you be loyal? But if I ever wanted a full-size truck. I think that the white Tacoma with the, the white black Tacoma grill is pretty great. cool. Yeah. Uh, but GMC, uh, we declared MVP as the official start of the fall season last week. I think so it's GMC funny. is now the full swing. We talk about the East Coast swing all year long, and then it lasts like three events, and the season's over. Yeah, we need more East Coast golf. Yeah. Let's get a pro tour in Florida. I know. They're missing a, a like Florida should definitely have a pro tour. Why event. doesn't the Florida Because it nobody we don't go I guess like after start, Jonesboro. Let's redo the whole tour. The the tour starts <laughs> scrap in, it, scrap the tour it. starts in the southeast, Florida. Makes its way through Texas, starts in the, up the California coast, down to the Midwest, up to the Northeast, then down to US. Florida DC. would be a cool Full stop. Loop. Florida in March. Go sounds back amazing. to like Climo's stomping grounds. Anyways, GMC People will get eaten by alligators though. That's cool. That's exciting. It's not alligator media. Season in March. Oh, it's not? Mm-mm. Okay. Alligators Sorry. are only out in August. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know anything about alligators. You're yeah, bro, Texas. you don't know anything about Florida, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, GMC results. Chris Dickerson was able to take it down by three. Dude, I'm No gonna, one saw this coming. Listen, I need to, pre- I need to like protect my ego or my like just my entire like my entire <laughs> status as anybody who can be an analyst because I keep this one TikTok account keeps killing me two weeks in a row. Now, the first time I said Hammonds has not played that well this year, he won. I then said Dickerson was an awful pick. You're like, your picks are trash. He won. So I'm pretty sure anybody that I say is not going to play well next week is going to win. So I can be bought for that. If you like, <laughs> if you want to DM me and swing me to like some free merch How or something. How many times are you two going to be like, I can be bought. <laughs> All you got to do is DM me. Yes, Connor and I got that Ricky Wysocki mentality, man. We'll sign cards with our little polo cut up in it. We'll do anything, man. We're about the hustle life. Speaking of Ricky, he came in second. And then we had Paul yeah, and Rick. Andrew Presnell tie for third. Sneaky Prez getting Rick's in there. Twitter came in first. Uh, you know, if you know, you know. On FPO, uh, Haley won by one. Sarah you know Holcomb what? came in second, and Paige Pierce rounded out the third. Kudos for Haley to, for holding on to that lead, to be honest, because like that was tough. Like, well, it was a very similar storyline on MPO and FPO. Yeah. We had Chris and Haley going into the final round with a decent lead, and then we had people, different people challenging that, those leads throughout the round, and then Chris and Haley being able to hold on. 
Chris Dickerson, man. I told you he was going to win. To be I fair, would just I've like been expecting say, something out of MJ and Chris for three or four weeks now. I'd like to say that we all think about Chris Dickerson as like Mr. Putting, accuracy type guy. And then Paul comes in here today and says that Chris Dickerson can throw further than Paul, like that he can. I don't believe that. I well, it's hard not to believe him. Like you don't you don't usually self put down yourself yeah. if like you're not But it was in a situation of like trying to prove a different point that Chris Dickerson throws farther than Kyle Klein. Mm, that's true. So it was a unique situation. It's up in the air. But it is up in the air. Chris Dickerson throws I have far. played with Chris and I have played with Paul. Paul's distance has surprised me more than Chris's distance. Chris, I think Chris maybe Chris can like rip one farther than Paul, but I think Paul has a farther golf line. Mm, mm, if that, that makes sense. sense. That makes that sense. That makes sense. Let's let's make that our a stance on Chris Dickerson's That's distance. our stance on Chris Dickerson's distance. Regardless. Right. Don't say that too many times fast. <laughs> regardless, when we get to the East Coast swing, I'm always gonna pull for Chris. Also, I've heard several people say like, oh, Chris would be a lot better if he played more. Yeah. But was, he realistically Yeah, you've said it, he Brody missed, said it. He missed five pro tour slash national tour events this year we went over this that's a lot we were like did we, we go were, over this on the podcast no we went no. over this because i said that and then hunter time. was like hunter was like no like he's been in pretty much everything and he like started proving me wrong and i was like oh shoot maybe i was wrong he just missed a middle we, chunk five pro tour slash national tour events he missed that's a lot but a lot. he also played more than you thought he did he was but at still five is a lot waco Texas State, the, open in Belton Silver Series, not Jonesboro Open, vintage, he's not a vintage Open he's Silver Series. I would say he is. Mid-America Open, Dynamic Disc Open, because all he did was in so, this middle section. So would you consider like Paul and Ricky and them like full, full-time because they're touring more? But like what is what is full-time? Like you have to play every single event? I would say like you're going to miss maybe one or two at most on national tour slash pro tour. Like, Eagle probably missed more than that this season. And we know the we know that, we know that Chris Dickerson like purposely it's not like he's just like I only like playing events here and there. He's purposely not traveling out west. Like but his his re, it's that's not That's he, like that's like He went to Memorial this year. That was the first he? time he's flown in his life, he said. Yeah, but I think that stigma of purposely not going out west is not it used to be it didn't make financial sense. Now it's like I really like Huck Central, Tennessee States. I'm just saying I'm choosing to play those over. I think he's back at World, Deglo, Ledstone, I like Chris Idlewild, Delaware. I want to see him on MVP. tour more. It's like I like rooting for Chris Dickerson. I think he's. I would say he's full time tour as a as a robot chicken, as they call him, fan. Um, I want to see him on tour more. That's all I'm saying. I I'm agree. a fan of Chris Dickerson. I would like to see him play. Those I like rooting skip. for him, and he's like a he's a very like he just missed fun the player. North, to watch. The Pacific Northwest. Yeah, he missed that little. I want to see him up there. You know, apparently he throws farther than everybody, according to Paul. So let's that would be a great place to watch everybody. It. He said it. <laughs> His words not mine. That would be a great place to watch it. Is up there. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. Get on like the Portland Open course and just mm-hmm. let loose. He, I think, I feel like he's probably got a sneaky, dirty roller game too. Yeah, I could see a roller. Game. I bet he lays the down greatest those roller. H, those H three V twos, man. Just the greatest roller I've ever down. seen was from Chris Dickerson. Where what was, was it? It was at Mayflower Hills. I surely have told it. It's the greatest shot oh, I've ever on the seen, net period. Hole? The long one? No. Oh. It's the greatest shot I've ever seen in my life. What? Mayflower. Oh, you told me about this. So there's a par four that's hole um, 12, I believe. It's kind of along a creek. The creek plays along the creek at Mayflower. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? Wait, wait, wait. Okay. You tee up on the side of the hill. It's a super tight forehand. Yes. Layup shot. It's a scramble one you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, so he hits yes. this first tree. Super tough hole. Hits a first tree, goes immediately left. On a long, pretty decently long part. This hole is like, yeah, if you don't get Very off the tee, you're jailed. And he went straight left, has nothing. He decides to take a D6 and throw a Great forehand. Roll. I didn't even know they made that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I had like four of them. Threw a <laughs> Great. forehand. One's supposed to. <laughs> into the side of the hill in front of him, basically. It rode the hillside like this, 
cut down, jumped the creek somehow, still on cut angle, then got into the fairway, decided it was going to stand up in the middle of the fairway, slowly stood up as it still pushed forward, and then curled back and went around the basket to he 30 bur- feet. He birdied oh my gosh. From being, That's awesome. That's so from being far. tee high. That was, a, that was a backhand or a forehand? It was a forehand roller forehand? into the side of the hill. That's it was crazy. So Zach Melton and him were battling out, and then I was on lead card with another local guy, and we were battling out for third, but like 10 strokes behind them after one yeah. round. Um, and Zach Melton at that point in the round had like got it tight and I was standing next to him and after he goes, well, I lost after, <laughs> after he saw Chris throw that shot, <laughs> it was just like game over. Cause like that was a momentum builder yeah. too of like, like I'm getting at least two strokes, getting at least a few strokes. And then Chris is like, nope, birdie. And I don't it's think like, Zach birdie. Yeah, the like, Let me Zach take a stroke the fairway. And I think he parred the hole. Yeah. Big roller. Yeah. Big roller. Big, big wheel. Big wheel. <laughs> yeah. They just keep on turning. <laughs> That's incredible. I mean, that hole is very difficult. There's fruit flies flying around here. And I, so if you hear me randomly clap during this episode, it's because I'm trying yeah, to get them. It's okay. Um, where was I at? Oh, another thing that GMC, which I actually didn't hear this brought up by anyone, but apparently it was a bigger issue among the players, but it wasn't like publicized a lot, were the tee pads. Oh, I didn't hear about that. Yeah. So uh, Brody showed me a few videos of players oh, slipping on the tee pads. Oh, they were slippery. They were pavers. Mm. And... Um, Apparently, in the like players group, a lot of players also were posting back and forth, like talking about it. Um, which the only thing I wanted to bring up is it kind of surprises me. What do you mean by pavers? They're just cement. Like they're like, like cement the like, individual like squares. Okay. What used yeah. to be at Falling, Falling Creek, Creek with a gotcha. the like square one foot by one foot uh-huh. uh, brick paper, well, not brick, oh, yeah, but like yeah. concrete pavers. I understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but why I wanted to bring it up is it more so is something that surprises me that the Pro Tour hasn't like standardized yet. Yeah. Of like, hey, when we're coming and it's going to be a pro tour event here. Well, there needs to be standard tee pads and baskets. And baskets. That was the second thing. The baskets, I think, are much easier to do because somebody sleeves are pretty much universal. Right. Or if they're not, you and can if, just have a and metal And if you fitting. are a company, let's say you're Innova, and like there's a bid for becoming the official basket of the pro tour, you're absolutely yeah. submitting that. Because think about it. If you are the official basket of the pro tour, forget about... Forget about the fact that you're just being your baskets being on display on tour uh, every single week. You're also like if you're putting in a course, you're like, well, why don't we want to put in the course that the pro the baskets the pros are playing on? You yeah. Know? So like you're gonna want to use those baskets. I think the only thing that's holding it back right now is manufacturers sponsor a lot of events. So like right. Ledgestone is Discraft's yeah. event. So they would never if have Innova was the basket, the official basket of the pro tour. You get Harry. Although unless maybe it was like a situation where the disc catcher is the official basket and the, the pro tour advertises thing. it, but then you can have like a non innova like their pro tour wrapped baskets. Maybe. And to maybe where like you, we, everyone knows they're in baskets, but they don't have Innova's logo. Maybe on them. it, maybe at least it has to come down to the pro tour standardizing. Like manufacturers need to make a basket that fits their standards. And it just, maybe that's it. And it ends up looking pretty much the same except for just their logo. Tall stall. I just think that, it wouldn't be that hard to like sell that package and then the pro torch carrying around 18 baskets yeah. or 25 I mean, or something. So it they is can practice absurd. And just put them in the It pen. is absurd when you think about it that like we, from course to course, you literally are playing on like a different target. But some people like that, uh, fan wise and player wise, because it like makes players, ch- it, it adds an element to putting. Of like, yeah. well, I mean, I, yeah. I have heard I, Ricky say like, oh, well, the baskets this week, I really need to, I'm working on my spin putt a lot more because I need to spin putt on them versus my normal putt. If we're going to be talking about that, though, let's just make the basket smaller. 
That's also true. Yeah. Also or like true. make the official pro tour basket. Make it the marksman. Like the or just like the mock whatever like the mock baskets that are like they're pretty nice but they're kind of skinny. Mock like, three. Like at um is it the mock three the ones you put with at like the steady Ed course Ed Hedrick course at uh IWGC or whatever it is IDGC IDGC are those are those not the veteran baskets. Mm-mm. Mm-mm, no, those are mock baskets. And they're like, you go from putting on like the Chainstar Pros that were like massive on the Warner course or the disc catchers. They might have been mock fives. I think they're mock fives. And they're like, they catch pretty well, but like you got to hit pole. Yeah, you, you got to <laughs> yeah. be, it's got to be a really they're good They're pretty, putt. yeah, they're pretty tough. Uh, Someone even say it's got to be a perfect putt. Don't, they don't exist. <laughs> the perfect putt has still not but I, happened. But it wouldn't surprise me if like the Pro Tour came out and was like, in order for us to come to your your course and have it be a pro tour, the tee pads need to be X Y dimension and made of it saying? made of like approved. I say, what's the approved material? My in my like opinion, turf. textured concrete is good. I mean, it tears up shoes, but it is like probably technically the best as far as grip. You're, it's never going to be slippery, really. Um, if turf it's, if it's done well, and then like a good turf with like. That's not like super slick, but I feel like I'd use it on problems on turf. No, if it's good turf, you won't have a problem. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is something I thought is weird that it's not standardized yet. Those two things. Yeah. It's just them. Everything else seems to kind of like, I, I, it's just them, I guess, trying to protect certain courses that definitely couldn't afford it. Cause so many courses. Well, that's what I'm saying is the, the pro tour would bring the baskets. I'm talking about for the tee pads. Oh, for the tee pads, for the tee pads. Yeah. Maybe interesting. The, I wonder if the pro tour could find a way of like, being able to put turf over tee pads. Uh, like we roll up and we like oh. roll turf out over the tee pad. That's, and a, that's a lot though. Ground. I mean, I think maybe, maybe well, it should be part of their idea. Maybe it'll be part of their budget for a season. Like, Hey, let's make it like so that we can make sure these courses are up to standard with like our tee pads. Cause yeah, it's expensive, but if it's only a few courses that you got to do it on, like, I don't know. Or maybe maybe oh, like the pro tour maybe they're to just gonna it. go extra cutthroat. Maybe like, hey, guess what? We're not going anywhere that doesn't have these T pads, and then some courses are just gonna get knocked out of the way, and that's just how it's gonna be. That's true. Like they can do that if they want. There so is the courses on there the is pro enough tour. disc golf courses in the country that are good enough for pro tour events and have the right T pads. I'm I, sure. I was gonna say if the pro, if a course is good enough for the pro tour, there's enough money being put into that course that they could do new yeah. T pads. I'd what almost guarantee it. I'm saying, if there's anything like the Bedford Parks and Rec, they can put those tee pads in. Like, there's nobody say, like the Bedford Parks. Yeah, it, it is incredible. There's no yeah. one like the Bedford you just Parks like and blink Rec. and like there's just new tee pads. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Uh, the other thing I thought GMC and Smuggler's Notch is a great example of is a new uh, an opportunity for the sport I haven't really thought of. We've always okay. talked about private courses being the future, yeah. right? Not really the mm-hmm. future, but like things that. Well, look. for the future of the Pro Tour. Okay, yeah. Private courses yeah. have to be the future of the Pro Tour. Yes. Ski resorts and lodges. Mm-hmm. They already have a great land. They they're not using it. Pretty much all have trail systems and stuff cut True. into that land. And it's their off season when the pro tour season is going on. Yeah. And it allows for it to be like an event where the players can all come into smugglers. Not well, that's toboggan, right? Toboggan course is that. Yeah. But I don't know if that has like a resort. What's feel. the one there. I know there's at least one course that's semi-famous that like there's a hole that literally you're following a ski lift. That's D or no, it's a different course. There's a different course. Because uh, it's the course of Lane King through like, she like two to like thousand foot. I, I think it. Am Worlds was there one year. Or, or some Am co- Worlds at Toboggan. Or Junior Worlds. Toboggan used to have a ski lift hole. Did I think they? we're thinking of two different courses okay. or three different courses. I know. I've, I mean, I've definitely seen courses before that like you obviously can tell it's a ski resort. Yeah, I'm not necessarily talking about that. Cause maybe that's, yeah, maybe that's what it is. But that's what Smuggler's Notch, you can't really tell it's a ski resort when they're playing the courses. Right. 
but I'm sure that a lot of the preliminary rough cutting was done by like access road and stuff like yeah. that. Well, it's like, it's the same thing that Maple Hill's done with the Christmas tree farm. I think maybe yeah. you're right. Like the future of private disc golf courses isn't just, Hey, let's buy this massive piece of land and make it a disc golf course. You can't sustain that. Well, the, Yeah. But you can take a property or a business that already has a ton of land and only uses it during the winter primarily, or at least like, isn't, or maybe just, they have a ton of land and there's a whole wooded section of it that they're not even using. They just own that land. And there you go. Well, because what, what made me talk think about it was last night on debate night um, when we were shooting debate night, Brody was saying like, why aren't people like traveling to play courses? Like, why isn't it like right. a disc like golf a weekend trip? Thing. And I was like, well, because think about it. If, if I, if me and like three of my friends were going to go travel and play Idlewild, we're just going to Cincinnati. Right. Like we're, we're, we can go play Idlewild, but like Idlewild itself is just a park that's, there's nothing really super close to it. So mm-hmm. you just go to Cincinnati. Yeah, you can do that. I was like, but if you're going to a golf course, like the Greenbriar's closest stay, one here. You can stay at the Greenbriar. Yeah, you're it's staying at the Greenbriar. It's a resort. There's, There's a lot more stuff for my wife to do. Yeah. It's a lot easier to convince the whole family to let's go to the Greenbriar and I get to play golf. I don't play golf. Destination golf. But I'm courses. saying like, yeah, that's like a destin where like Smuggler's Notch, I could ease I it'd be really hard for me right now to say, Hey, you know what, Liz, next week let's go to Idlewild. Let's go. I want to play that yeah. course. It'd be really easy for me to say, hey, Liz, you know what? Next week, let's go to Smuggler's Notch. Right. And I get to play two pro tour courses because there's spas, there's stuff wonder, for her to do and the family to do while we get to go play disc golf. I wonder if you were the first one to do it, if you made right now, if you had this beautiful piece of land and you made it like disc golf courses that were like getting pro tour events. So like it was like very like high quality disc golf courses. And then like it was like a resort. Um, if like that could sustain itself with like the disc golf being like, like, like a golf course style thing where like the, the golf is the main feature, but then there is some other things like would disc golfers book that place year round. If there was one place if like that, the course it, was good enough. Yeah. I'm just curious to yeah. know, like if disc golf tourism is at a place where like disc golfers, yeah. Like, cause golf tourism is obviously a huge deal. Like it's a very big deal. I think it's big enough that like you'd be able to get by and like make payments because yeah. I think like, like GMC right now. If that course, like, there'd be a lot of people traveling in just to watch that event and want to play it the week before and the week after, like, around this time, you know what I mean? Right. And then if your marketing was good enough that you had, like, a few other events, maybe, like, try to get a big AM event there and try to get... The public? But but it is hard in the middle, like, the middle of the summer, I would bet Smuggler's Notch isn't seeing a lot of just disc golf traffic. Yeah. But once it gets to this time, there's probably a lot of people like, man, I really want to go to Smuggler's Notch. The public course effect is really interesting because like you watch, uh, like in golf, you watch like Tiger Woods on TV play at like, um, let's see, let's just say it's like Pebble Beach. Of course, that like as a normal person, you could get around at Pebble Beach and then you go there and it's like, I've seen this on TV. Like it's all special. A lot of like the big moments on, on like that we picture in disc golf, like Paul McBeth stood here on this tee. It's like a public park that like you're going to see somebody walking their dog. You might be pooping on the tee pad. The only, <laughs> like there's the a, only moment I've had of that feeling of like walking like, Oh my gosh, was USDGC. USDGC. Yeah. If you get when to I play walked it, on to Winthrop, it, not even to play the first time I spectated. Well, yeah. When I walked up to hole one and then hole two was right behind me and the pro, like everything was right there. I was like, I'm just saying, like, because like, like that's I have why a piece people... of I have a piece of uh, one of the USDGC uh, tee pads. You stole it? 
that it was like electric. it was like ripped one of the tv has was ripped electric. up and so i took a piece and i have it framed i'm gonna try and That's get something sick. like that yeah this it was, it was let's all first... make it our goal to get like some kind of funny souvenir to like oh, frame yeah well yeah that's hilarious i literally tell like, people like i'm gonna like, get some guys this toenail years ago he, or his fingernail clipped <laughs> off because it was not working for him like this, this is, is eagle mcmahon's this, this is, is literally like years ago punched into the ground <laughs> <laughs> the the molded dirt yeah fossil i'm just saying like for like you should just pour some pour wet cement every yeah. time eagle goes and he's like going towards the ground he's like hold on and you pour a little wet cement and just punch, yeah, punch into it i'm just saying for like golf tourism yeah like if you you want to play a course that you saw other pros play so like that's like a big that is, part of the draw is something they can disc golf like people want to play idlewild they want to play winter right. i'm saying stuff. some courses to... you get that feeling other courses like for instance maple hill you'd get that feeling Yes, Maple Hill, you'd absolutely get that feeling because it is like a kind of a, a like sectioned off, like private thing. But there are some courses that are just public parks and you'd walk up to the first tee and look around and be like, oh, this is where that took place? It doesn't feel anything like it. Well, there's like also Hornet's Nest where it's like kind of sketchy. Nest. Perfect example. You watch the Pro Tour finale and you're like, that is, because you just see like the gallery is kind of walling it in, right? So you're just seeing the hole, the camera's just focusing on the course, but then you go there and you're like, there's the tennis courts next to me. Like, there's people walking their dog. There's a road right there. You literally have to walk through the playground. Well, the other yeah. thing with Hornets Nest in like a lot of these courses is they make them harder when the Pro Tour rolls into town and then pull it and put it back in a normal layout. Hornets Nest, you can mm-hmm. play pretty much the same. That's what they do for USCGC. The island hole. Yeah, the most, <laughs> the most iconic hole. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's for a lot of courses. But, but the other thing GMC marked was the end of the Pro Tour regular season. Really, champ. I'm just saying the end of the regular season, because Music City's next weekend, national tour. I, I no. couldn't tell you what's going on with the national tour right now. I'll tell you next week because I'll the do national research. Tour, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I think the national tour points leader is Ricky. Probably. Dude, I'm pretty sure. I, it was I saw Paul. PDGA posted it. I'm pretty sure it's Ricky. It was Paul, I think, but he skipped Delaware and Ricky, yeah, Ricky won he, Delaware. No, no, Connor O'Reilly. Connor won. O'Reilly won Delaware. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> just going to forget that just happened. Um, but Pro Tour regular season, who was the player of the year? You guys had this on I want to hear your opinion night. on this. My, it's, it's Eagle. It's Eagle's the player of the year. See, I agree with you, but it's a lot closer than I thought. I heard Ricky yeah. has three. I, Brody was trying to include Silver Series last night. Silver Series mean nothing to me when we're talking about player mm, of the year. See that? See when that? you're talking about player of the year, because Eagle didn't play any, so you're going to penalize Eagle for not showing up to Silver Series? Yes. Well, no, 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 no. No, I'm not going to penalize Eagle, but I am going to give Ricky credit because he beat good players at those events. That does add to his season. See, yeah. I disagree. I look at Silver Series as like add another to his season. It adds to his points. But I don't. Who cares? I'm not talking about. I don't care runner. if it was a C tier. If he beat, if it was con- labeled with the Pro Tour and he played against really good players and beat them all, like I don't care. I what just care about called. Elite Series. Well, that's just regardless. Dumb. Ricky had three of them. <laughs> Ricky right. won three Pro Tours this year. Okay, which uh, that's more than I thought. Eagle won four. Which one, one did, which one did Ricky which ones did Ricky win? Uh he you're gonna make me look it up. He won three. I love that PGA voice Ricky. that you're going with. I today. don't know why I'm going with it, but I'm I rolling like with it. it. It's sticking. Oh, I didn't uh, he won three. So Ricky won Jonesboro. <laughs> mm-hmm. Preserve Ledgestone. Co win. Co won Ledgestone. See, that co win right there is is what makes it me very confidently able to say eagle because the co-win i cannot count as a full win i can't do it because so here's what you had it, the hardest part of winning is the winning like actually like making the clutch putt down the stretch so like getting to cop out of like the actual crunch time 
the co-win does not count as much of a win. Here's what I'll say. <laughs> so, if Eagle or Rick wins USDGC, it sells it for me. That they had a better season. That that person well, yeah, had the better year. Yeah. They won. Oh, the ma- winning a major. But Heck, if Paul wins USDGC, I might say it a better season than Ricky. No. Okay, you're crazy. It gets closer. It gets no, because Ricky also won national tours. I know. I'm just saying. Gets, if you're factoring in Silver closer, Series, Ricky man. had like five Majors or six Majors are a big wins. deal. Majors are a big deal. Because it's like when it's when the stakes are highest. If you can win when the stakes are the highest, then like that shows a lot about your season. And Paul, already, Paul also had a, a world title snatched out of his hands too. As far as I'm concerned, Paul did what he needed to do to win worlds. It just was on <laughs> James Conrad just said not today. So you get you got to se- give Paul a world title. I'm not giving he- it to him. I'm saying second place. Like when the stakes have been highest, if Paul were to win USGDC, I'd be able to say, yeah, Paul had like a few wins, and then when the like in the majors, like he showed up. So like that would be my case for him. I'm not saying I would say that, but right now I'm I'm le- if, preparing my right cases. now I'm leaning towards Eagle. From, I'm for sure from Eagle. the one more win because Ricky also his worst finish all year was 14th, and his worst finish on the Pro Tour was 11th. Ricky you can't is more, say that about Ricky Eagle. is a more consistent player, but Eagle is Eagle did come in like 47th at Waco. You can say a, it was a back injury, something like that. But he's been too impressive. I can't not say Eagle. He's just been too impressive. Yeah. I, but I do think Ricky has a... If Ricky wins USDGC, I'm going Ricky. Ricky has a quiet season. Now, this will be another interesting question. Quiet isn't like he's been playing Who well. Who had a better season, Paul or Calvin? Paul. I don't... Like, this is what you're going to... Like, yeah, you can well, feed me... Well, they're ranked three and four in the world. I say, you can feed me the top five finishes that Calvin probably has over Paul, but we all know that that's because Calvin... Actually, so Paul is not and Calvin, as much of a psycho when it Paul comes... Paul and Calvin have had very similar seasons finishing wise, but Paul has one oh, more elite series win. Yeah. That's it. it. So it's got to lean Paul. Yeah. It's I would Paul. agree. I would agree with you there, but season wise, say it. <laughs> season wise, if Calvin wins USCGC, then then he is goes Calvin. season. Yeah. If Calvin wins music city, USCGC tips. If a Calvin lot. wins music city, I think that they're pretty much not. We can talk about these people winning USCGC. We all know the guy winning USCGC. We probably haven't heard of yet. Probably Adam yeah. True. We haven't even thought, no, it's going to be something we're not talking about. It always is. Jeremy Colling is going to make a run at USDGC this year. He always does. Mark my run. words. He Jeremy Colling always makes a run. He is going to threaten for his second title this year. Nate Sexton's just going to that's pop gonna, back in. That's going to be the next TikTok you see of me making an awful take right there. <laughs> Nate Sexton's going to pop back in the picture and win USDGC. <laughs> There's a take. Uh, <sighs> final question. We actually put this one out to Twitter. What about Ooh. Calvin or Adam? Who had a better season? Adam Hammes or Calvin Heimberg? Because 60% of people on Twitter said that Adam Hammes had a better season than Calvin Heimberg. That's just because he had his first win. Adam has two wins? One. Two. Two He wins. has a national tour and a pro tour. And Calvin has one. I will pull that up to confirm. Yes. Do we have Wi-Fi in here now? Yeah. Dope. Yeah. I installed it yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Hooked it right up. No problem. <laughs> There's Adam Ham. I would say Adam Hammes is having a better season. And I, the reason I'm going to, I would say it's very close. I disagree. It's very close. But the reason I lean Adam Ham is, as is like, this, I guess this is not being objective, but I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm opinionated person, but the reason I'm going to lean Adam is because he is having what I would call a breakout season. Whereas Calvin Heimberg, as we discussed last week is having a, a downward season from where he was <laughs> last year. Okay. But so we're like, not asking as so to who performed if to... If two people intersect in the same place, like I would consider them pretty even, and one person's going uphill and one person's going downhill, I'm taking the guy going uphill. Okay. Come on. Here's what I'll read. That's Here's what I will read. poetic. I will read men. <laughs> 34th, 24th. finishes, man. 45th, 54th. W's. 
That's all I care about is a W. Calvin Heimberg. Dub. 33rd. <laughs> Dub. Here's the stat I care about. W or L. And you just took a big L because Calvin Heimberg definitely had a better season. No, there's no, you can't argue it. Dubs. Doesn't matter. Dubs. You can say dubs. I bet you Calvin you Heimberg want. would probably trade seasons with Adam Hammes. He wouldn't. He'd if he cares about winning, stupid. he would. Calvin Heimberg. Calvin Heimberg is, Calvin is doing Heimberg great for himself in disco. One win. What and good? Calvin Heimberg would gain one win. And yeah, what good, what good is do he those would places exchange do? Waco. He would go from finishing in fourth to okay. Thirty. We're talking about maybe a couple thousand dollars. Hey, We're talking Heimberg, about being on lead card and on coverage, or not being seen at all. I'm just saying Heimberg's doing all right for himself. That guy, I, like I, if I'm in Heimberg's shoes, like I'm doing all right. Like I'm not worried about scrapping for money on tour. When did I, it's not about money. Okay, but like I'm notoriety. Saying that, you're not I, being covered if you're coming in thirty fourth, twenty fourth, fifty fourth, forty five. We didn't mention Adam Hammond's name Hammes, until he won no, MVP. Hammond very rarely talk about Hammes, him. Calvin it, Heimberg has been on our lips all year because he's on been ours. Top. Nobody else's. People were arguing no, halfway dude. through the season that Calvin Heimberg was the best player in the world. Heimberg's been a ghost this year, dude. I okay. can't even. Well, if you're going to argue like that and not use logic, Boom. then we'll move on. That's fine. I feel like I need to preface to everybody yeah, that we so shot we shot bogey bro banter before the, I'm not mad. before grip lock this week. Mad over here. I just I want and you it to use was logic. a very my logic, hostile I my environment. Logic. My official logic answer is that I'm just valuing wins way higher than you. You value so basically when you when I say who had a better season, you erase everything and just no, say no. Adam won two, Calvin run one. No, not everything. I'm then, just saying yes, you did. Not everything. I'm not erasing How? everything. I'm saying yes. I realize that Heimberg. I'm saying Hammes's other finishes. Some events they were significantly worse, but he has been around. He has not been like off the face of the earth, and he's got two wins versus one. There were several events where he was off the face of the earth. Some some events where he was off the face of the earth, like four or five. Okay, I'm. I've just, this is what you he asked wrote, for my opinion on this podcast. I'm telling you that I value his wins more. Therefore, I'm get, I'm saying he's had a better take. season. Okay, that's fine. They make a TikTok out of that one. That might be a worse take than Big Jerm winning USCGC. To be honest with you. Okay, like that's all right. Yeah, you're not gonna hurt my feelings. Trevor, it's time for Trevor's trivia. Let's see what you got. <laughs> yeah, bro. Mm. I think I want to change the question. Change it. Dare you? <laughs> it's actually no. This is a great question. Um, Brody, Brody gave me this question earlier. I, he pulled this out of nowhere. This is a really like good question. So the question is: What two players in the men's UDISC, like I said, the MPO UDISC top ten rankings have zero wins this season? Two of them in the top ten. I got to think through the top ten. So there's Paul Ricky, Calvin Eagle, Adam Hammes. Zero wins at all? At all. Or just Pro Tour wins? I know for sure. One of these guys has none, like, literally on his resume. I know both of them have zero National Tour or Pro Tour or Silver Series. So anything of, anything of relevance. So I just eliminated half of them. <laughs> James Conrad, I believe. Is this as of today? James world Conrad rankings? didn't win a world title, so he should be... <laughs> He's on your list? No. I thought you were gonna say like that he if no, I was he trying to debate win. if he was in the no, I was <laughs> okay. trying to debate if he was in the top ten. Oh, I don't know. Uh Maybe. Chris is this as of today? You mm-hmm. looked at the world rankings? Yes. I think Chris Dickerson snuck in there in the top ten now. Mm. He just got one. Yeah. So there's I've named seven, so I just gotta find the other three in the top ten. There, I will say one of these Matteo. What? Matteo. No. He's not in the top ten? Matteo Matteo has a win. What he does won he a want? Silver Series. Oh, you're counting Silver Series. Yeah, I said anything. See, Silver irrelevant. Series mean nothing. I to said me. anything. 
man, that is an interesting take. Those have been like very like, like we've like followed those events on our yeah. Well, podcast. I'll, I'll talk about. I'm talking about the Battle for Bedford, so but then, I wouldn't consider they, a win at the Battle for Bedford as a going towards your Player of the Year. Well, that's not because it's not a Silver Series. It's B tier. <laughs> continue, continue answering the question. Well, I answered Matty O. You're all over the place today, man. And that was wrong. Having yourself a show. Who are the other <laughs> ones? <laughs> They're different. One of them. One of them. Okay, one of them. Like you should, you should definitely get. Like he's like the guy we consider like always do for a win, never wins anything. And then the other guy, it's like. Okay, the second guy, Stephen Courier, intern, somehow guessed out of the blue, and like I couldn't believe it because I'm pretty sure it's unguessable. He's a top ten world <laughs> ranking. Yeah, on U disc. I mean, one of these is pretty. I think it's pretty easy. Like I'd like to think I would guess. We it. always consider him for a win, and he just hasn't gotten it. Yeah, he, like for the last three years, I'm pretty sure. Kevin Jones. Yes, that's one of them. Yeah. Okay. These guys are ranked ninth and tenth respectively. Kevin Jones is the easy one. This other one, so difficult. This is why we made this question, and St- Stephen Curry just pulled up from the logo. My instinct is Drew Gibson, but I'll that was one it. of that was one of my guesses. That's incorrect. That's a good guess. That was like an instinct. I'll give you like the hint that Brody sneaky. gave me because th- you're not guessing it without this hint, and the hint is this is very much based on the last few weeks. Like this guy snuck in because of his performance in the last few weeks, especially one particular performance was very big for this. Hasn't got a win. Who is sneaking up there? And this hint did nothing for me when Brody gave it to me. Fresnel? <laughs> no. Okay, then I got nothing. Andrew Marweed. Oh, I should have guessed that. Really? I should have. Andrew Marweed's been popping off recently. Yeah, and he had that he had to play off at Idlewild. What does Kyle Klein won? Kyle Klein won Mid America. Silver series. He won Dang. something. He just won Idlewild. Did he win Idlewild? <laughs> yeah, in the playoff. He's the one who beat Marweed. Oh. So you could almost Having say yourself a so show Marweed, today. <laughs> Marweed almost had a co-win. The Silver like Series slander thing. That's a new that's It's a new not a slandering the Silver Series. It's you like you said it means nothing to you. I think that's kind of slander. I'm saying when I'm considering the best player in the world, I'm not looking at Silver Series because so many players, Silver Series players pop in and out. The Pro Tour, everyone's always there. So if you yeah, went on the Pro Tour, you know it's a quality I'm win. I'm just saying this year... A Silver year, Series win, you could have beat no one. Not this year. This year, there's not a single Silver Series where there hasn't been at least two guys that are really solid. Yeah, at least two. With Pro Tours are at least 20. Okay, I'm just saying. So I, we I looked consider, at this. We looked at this earlier, and we looked at the weakest Silver Series, and there was still a... Like, Chris Dick, uh, there was like 10 America or 15 Open. guys that were good. Mid-America Open, best player, Chris Dickerson. Second best, Drew Gibson, Kevin Jones, Nico, James. You're missing the top guys. A host of people. I, I'm just comparing this like last year's Silver Series when it was like a ghost town. This year, it fe- last year I would have agreed with you. This year, I'm like, I'm gonna give you some credit. I'm- I think some credit, but not towards being a player of the year or like one of the best players in the world. No, I'm still I think gonna, a Silver Series is like a warm up event. Still gonna do it. It's like the NBA preseason. Does the NBA have a preseason? Yeah. There's a summer league. Summer league. That's what I mean. Okay. Or the NFL preseason. There you go. Or golf's web.com tour. That's a silver series. This is a silver series. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, it's Are we cool getting into bracketology? Eventually. What else do you have <laughs> that's, on That's there? the next thing I have. Okay, actually. let me, bracketology So time. the match play championship's coming up this weekend. Uh, it's Disc Mania presents the Disc Golf Pro Tour match play. It's at some disc golf park. Oh, I was going to say, you were very eloquent with uh, reading I was trying to think, Disc Mania is like the reason this is being put on. Um, Jesse Marezma. I'm trying to remember. I was trying to read. Is the, what's the course's name? Steel it's Creek. The Steel, Steel Club. Club. The Steel it's Club. The Steel Club. Twelve holes. Like in Hellerstown, PA. Why are they playing twelve holes? 
Everyone's asking. Why are they doing that? No one's got that the answer. Make, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. What we do have the answer is we're basically, what we're going to do here is we're going to go over each, each matchup. matchup and give our case as to why we think so-and-so is going to win. I think we'll do that for like the first round and then... And then we'll just give our predictions We'll just give after. our predictions. Because yeah. like once you, once you say yeah. Eagle's going to win the first round because of blah, 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 then that's why he's probably going to win the second round or third round. Okay. So let's start so with matchup me, number one. I don't have the bracket in All front right. of me, so you can I'll go the through them then. Hit matchup it. number one, this is the one seed versus the 60. We'll start with the... Let's start with the FPO. Let's start with the FPO. There's less matchups. And then we'll go over to the MPO. So matchup number one, FPO, is the one seed versus, this is tough to read because of the printout, but I believe that is the eight seed. Yeah, there's only eight players, Trevor. Deanne Carey. So I, Paige Pierce versus Deanne Carey. Paige Pierce on a golf course the, versus the the worst seeded player. I think it's a pretty obvious take page. There's, yeah, no, there's not a lot of explaining. Deanne Carey there. had a win. It might have been the resistance disc open or something. There was nobody but, there. Uh, well, it was a silver series, so it meant a lot. Um, I think that probably should factor in here. Touche. <laughs> but, uh, no, Paige, I agree. Paige is definitely going to win. All right. Matchup number two. This is the, well, to be fair, a lot of these matches are solid. That was probably, that's probably the most straightforward. That's the, that's the most straightforward. Four seed versus five seed, Sarah Holcomb versus Jessica Weiss. I believe Sarah Holcomb is going to win. Oh, we forgot to do this part, which is oh, see the what ELO the ELO ranking. ranking. Yeah, let's get the ELO. Let's get the ELO on Paige versus Deanne. Paige versus Deanne Carey. See what UDisc says. See what UDisc gives the... Dan Carey is 31st in the world in the world ranking. It's going to be like an 80 at least. Uh, 95% chance that Paige Pierce wins this matchup. I'd say um, it's more like 99. I'm sticking... I'm pretty confident in that. The next matchups that we have, though, is... What was it? Hokum Sarah Hokum? I already did this one. Let's go ahead and get, you said... 70% to Hokum is what they're giving it. Yeah, and I, I agree with that. I think Sarah Hokum has a pretty solid chance, especially Sarah Hokum... We've been hearing her name a lot this year. She's, she's, she's in form. Up. She's, she's up, yeah. definitely coming around. Like this is a part of the season that she's playing really good. Yeah, I haven't heard Jessica Weiss's no. name in a while. It's she's been better on the, the West Coast. Yeah, she is better on golf courses historically, but I don't think that's going to be enough. Hogan's just going to yeah, she's going to hit the fairway. Like she'll do, she'll do well. All right, next up, why don't you give us our predictions for? Is it Katrina Allen versus this is, no, this is Missy versus Kona. Oh, you're doing that one next. Okay. The three versus six seed. This one, Kona is a, similar to Jessica. Beginning of the season, I was like way up on Kona. Like Kona is going to be a legit like player this year. Uh, she took like a kind of a, she kind of had a valley in her season. Has kind of sprinkled her name back into the leaderboard. She has a win, doesn't she? Waco? Yeah, she has a pro tour win. Yeah. That this was season. like towards the beginning of the season. That's what I'm mm -hmm. saying. But then, uh, but still, Missy has been con pretty consistent this year. I feel like um, I, I like Missy Gannon. This I, I also picked Missy for this. I think that with Missy and Kona, I think throw wise, they're almost the same player. I think Missy had a little bit of a stronger putt, and pretty much every hole is going to have a lot of pressure on it because of a match play. Yes, um, yes. To where it's not necessarily I might lose a stroke. It's like the entire hole. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Match putting, I think, is, is going to put a yeah. unique situation on putting. And Kona has struggled with putting in the past. I think that Missy's going to take it down. And yet again, this one, we agree with the UDISC comparison. They're giving Missy Gannon a 67.6% chance of we're beating Kona. The, we're taking the high seat every time. We're taking the high seat every now, time This so one far. is probably the trickiest matchup because you're taking a hot player, just came off a win. So you got... Uh, two seed Katrina Allen versus seven seed Haley King, who has just won her last event. I am going to stick with Katrina Allen. Um, I like her on a golf course. Yeah. 
So that's my. I favorite. wanted to disagree with you at some point, but I'm also taking Katrina Allen. Now the Elo here uh, is close. Yeah, the Elo here is only giving Katrina Allen a 54 percent chance at winning. Yeah. So it's much I also closer. Like, I like the experienced player in the match. Yeah. Play. Here's my biggest thing. She won a world championship. Is Haley King her biggest? issue that she's dealt with when she's always had the talent she's always had the putt the forehand all of that it's been the mental side right M- many times she has been in, in there with a chance at a win and has let it slip away i would give- highlighted that multiple times at the green mountain championship she did was able to hold on i think katrina allen her biggest struggle is going to be her putt if her putt if katrina allen's comes out and her putt is off and Haley king's putt is on that could quickly prove us wrong yeah but if I'm just looking at these two, they're both at the top of their game. I'm taking Katrina Allen if they both show up to play. But that this is definitely one that is more up in the air. So I think uh so I think we have I think when I remember from yesterday, we have the same setup in the second round. So Paige Sarah, I think we both had Paige yep. because kind of similar reason. Like we're just taking Paige as the better player. Yeah, and uh, Paige also has a seventy three percent win chance over Sarah Hogan and in then that matchup. Missy versus Cat, I think we similar thing. We both took we Kat both took Cat. Because I think I think this uh which what's the percentage there? Sixty seven sixty six percent in Katrina so Allen's me. favor there. So I think I'm hoping this happens because I think like a Paige Cat match play, I'd love it if Kristen were in this. If we had Kristen like Paige finale for the match play that'd be sick but page versus cat match play that's a pretty cool matchup i'm hoping that's what it ends up with um i took katrina allen i'm taking page so this is totally like a chance for like the page revenge game against uh cat for worlds to get her back i just think when you put match play again it's so much is going to be riding on putting um yeah if i have pressure putt and it's page versus cat i'm taking page and so, therefore, that's why I'm taking Paige. And also, you just comparing them one to the other. We got Paige Pierce with a 64% win I like probability. It. I like an underdog in the match play in, in crunch time. Yeah, I, I mean, like we apparently don't like underdogs. I think we just No, I said went, in crunch time, in crunch time. I think I just, I think I picked the higher seed only, in every single yes. one in my bracket Only, there. Only in crunch time, though. So, something's going to get, that was sure like, get messed up. That was more like squish time. The MPO has 16 <laughs> players, so there's twice the chances of something getting interesting and first we round also predict a lot more games yeah he's first round i went more upset heavy in this one so the first round this is a, keep in mind like you said this is at a golf course so we got one seed eagle versus 16 seed colt montgomery at maybe any other course i would be like yeah see monty i like him for an upset match play like i like him to roll the dice on a golf course when eagle's gonna throw a 700 foot roller jump putt up and tap out his birdie on a par four i'm gonna take eagle i think yeah i'm I think Eagle's clearly the favorite for the whole tournament right now. Um, I mean, he's probably you could make he's a conspiracy. every tournament right now. You could make a conspiracy that Discmania picked a course good for Eagle for their match play championship. Mm, how about conspiracy? that? Conspiracy? Mm. Maybe. I don't know. Mm. But I do think that Eagle is the heavy favorite. Heavy In favorite. every matchup he's going to face, Udisc puts favorite. him in a 91% win chance getting out of this first round. Wow. Uh, hard, to, hard to bet against those odds. All right. Second matchup, eight versus nine. You got this. Is actually I feel like not as difficult of an eight versus nine as normal, just because I, I don't think the nine seed is that strong. But the eight Adam Hammonds versus the nine Ezra Aderholt. See, I think this is actually a difficult one simply because of the golf course factor. Yeah, which I think gives a slight edge back to Ezra. Well, he played well at Las Vegas, but has he done that well at the other golf courses? I'm not sure, but I don't Adam like is on top of the world right now. That's what. Yeah, that's what. Yeah. I'm. This is a momentum pick for me. Like I would. I can't pick the upset because Adam is hot right now. Yeah, so Adam also, Udis is giving him a 76% win probability. I'm taking the hot hand. Yeah. I, I don't, 
Uh, Ezra has a solid chance in this, especially the match play factor uh, coming in. But I'm going with the hot hand. I got to feel go like it'd Adam. be very surprising. It would be a surprising upset, I think, if Ezra if Ezra was were to top Adam there. All right, third matchup, one of the toughest. Kyle Klein, four seed versus thirteen seeded Chris Dickerson. Yeah, I've got Chris Dickerson winning this one. I picked Kyle Klein to come out. Um, I just when I think golf course, I'm thinking Eagle, and when I think Eagle, I think Kyle Klein. <laughs> Kyle Klein so, is he ever going to get out of the Eagle Eagle McBoy. shadow, man? Eagle yeah. McBoy, he's got to he's got to move. I just I see them. I don't know. I just whenever I see it, I just I'm thinking Kyle's going to come out of it. And no offense to Chris, I mean he just won GMC, but I just Chris, I, when I think Chris, I think technical wooded golfer. I don't I, think that's what I thought too. And then Paul came in here and said he throws further than him and Kyle. So I mean Chris Dickerson does have a fifty eight percent chance of winning, so Elo, pretty Elo close matchup lies. there. But uh, I'm going with Kyle. I think Kyle's coming okay. out of this first round. Uh, next matchup: five seed Kevin Jones versus the twelve seeded Garrett Gerthy. I've got Kevin Jones. So I took Garrett Gerthy here. Wow, see now it, that's a surprising. It is pick. a surprising pick because Kevin Jones is very Just good on he golf courses. Is that why you took him? But so does Garrett Gerthy. I think that this. I think that if you put these oh, two players, I meant Garrett Gerthy throws far. What did I say? Did I say Kevin Jones? They both throw far. far. They both. Yeah, I'd like to point out that Kevin Jones might have the sneakiest distance ever because when he threw it, the USDGC distance thing, he outthrew everybody. Yeah, Kevin he, Jones threw very ridiculous. far. He, including, I feel like you don't think about that. He just goes like this him. on Heiser, and then he cleared the whole lake and was in five's fairway, like yeah. past Drew Gibson. Crazy. Kevin Jones That's throws crazy. very far. So does Garrett Gerthy. He doesn't look like it. Um, oh, I just th- Well, he's just so athletic. His timing's yeah, so good. I just effortless. think when you put them both on a golf course, this is a much closer matchup than you would think. So I'm right. leaning, you know, I'm getting my March Madness in me. I'm leaning towards the upset. There's only a 31% chance of Garrett pulling that upset off. I've got KJ like because KJ is making those long jump putts, man. He's hey, lethal. Garrett Gerthy could do something crazy. He, he aced a par four one time. You got to putt if <laughs> you do something do like that. that. <laughs> he did do that. Uh, next, we have another kind of straightforward one, I think. Three seed Calvin Heimberg versus 14 seeded Chris Clemens. Got to go Heimberg here. Yeah, Chris Clemens is... He's a good lefty. He's actually have a pretty. He's good probably the best lefty in the world still, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. But I haven't heard about him this year, really. No, been pretty quiet. He's been very quiet. Yeah, Calvin Heimer has an eighty-one percent chance of winning this, and Calvin's very good on golf courses. Very good on golf courses. I think that that reigns true. I think that Calvin pulls this one off there. Yeah, I would agree because he can crush and putt. Yeah, crush and putt, baby. That's, that's, the, name that's the, the name of the yeah. game. Crush and putt. Crush for show, putt for dough. This is a, this next matchup. Oh, you just come up with What'd that. Crush for show, putt for dough. Oh, it's no, just like drive not, for show, yeah. but I replace drive with crush. Drive for show, putt for dough. That's a thing. I replace drive Dang with it. crush. I'm not that. Don't smart, give him that guys. much credit. I'm no longer impressed. <laughs> this next matchup, I want to go ahead and say the Kyle Klein one is tough, but this one might be even harder to predict just because it's kind of two wild card players. You got six seated Nico Lacastro versus eleven seated Gavin Gavin Rathbun. I would like to say that I'm picking Nico because I like Nico in match play because I think he's a menace. But I would also, and I, his favorite color is green. So but I would like, oh, that's a bogey bro banter thing. I can't even talk. I can't even mention. Did we mention that on the normal podcast? Was that all no, we didn't. It's all in the banter. Anyways. Which, speaking of the banter, this week is featuring Paul Macbeth and Brody Smith. You're going to want to watch it because you'll watch Brody, Brody actually lose his I, mind. He lost his mind. I've never seen Brody scream get this into the microphone. He's a loud like, guy, and I know that. And I love Brody Like when he gets loud. But like I think I almost lost hearing him. Yeah, right. It was scary. We you guys here. weren't wearing the headphones. I was had him <laughs> yeah. really loud. Connor's right mixing here. them, looking like he's playing like some kind of game over there. <laughs> 
It, we got Brody very heated. But this is a very Pretty interesting funny. matchup. I actually disagreed with you. I took Gavin Rathbun. So I think Gavin Rathbun, out of this. if I had to bet money, I'd bet it on Gavin Rathbun. But my heart is is picking Nico. All I'm saying, I think you're right. I think it's going to come down to how does Nico's mental game handle match play. Yeah. You're betting it's going to handle it well. I'm betting it's not going to handle it well. And you disc isn't betting. I'm betting that Gavin Ratham is going to be scared of him after he gets mad. Listen so to this: like, fifty point two percent win chance for Gavin Rathbun, forty nine point eight percent to Nico. Tight. So it's fifty fifty. Yeah. This is flip a quarter heads it's Nico, tails it's Gavin. All right. Hey Siri, flip a quarter. I didn't hear it. Okay, so it said flip a coin. it said Gavin. Right. <laughs> hey Siri, you just flip up. a coin. Which one was that? <laughs> you didn't say. I don't That's remember. Gavin. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember. He did just say like that. Forget. Gavin wins again. <laughs> okay. The next matchup: uh, two seated Ricky Wysocki versus fifteen seated Emerson Keith. Dude, Ember Daddy. That could be a sneaky. That could be a sneaky. He doesn't. I don't think he has the distance. I'm picking Ricky. I just I, don't think Emerson has the distance on a golf course to to hang with Ricky. But yeah, uh, I, I mean, when's the whenever they play at Emporia Country Club, he does all right. But that's he gets the sponsor boost there. Sponsor boost plus ten. That does all a lot. Sponsor boost 10. is a big thing. You're right. That's why I mean that's why Eagle I think is a heavy favorite here. Sponsor, sponsor boost. boost. But Ricky also has an 87 percent win chance there. So all right. I'm, I think that's a Last that's a pretty show. straightforward one. I think we got seven seated James Conrad versus ten seated Joel Freeman. James Conrad. He's not uh, in the top ten. So when I was talking about James Conrad earlier, didn't even matter. He's twelfth. James Conrad is my versus pick. who? Joel Freeman. Yep. So this I is another upset. tough one, though. I went upset. Uh oh. It's a tough one. I went with Joel Freeman because this man is synonymous with golf courses. Think of any time you've seen Joel Freeman really pop off besides Maple Hill. Forget that that just happened. I think half. Go back our, in the past. Half the tour is on golf courses now. Go back though. in the past. Utah Open. We've seen him there. Las Vegas He's Challenge. Synonymous with that. We've seen him there. You hear Joel Freeman, I hear golf course. That's why I'm taking Joel Freeman over James Conrad. That's not. That's a good pick. That's gonna be one of the, that could be one of those picks. Like forty. There's a lot of like, chance that I'm right. James Conrad has a lot of name bias, like heavy name bias in that matchup. A lot of these name, like Joel Freeman's name, is still really sneaky under the radar kind of name. You know, like like even like Colt Montgomery. Like Colt he's, Montgomery's he's got like sneaky he's distance. well, he's like in a power couple too. So like he has like the name bias a little bit. Like he's in the media. Mm. Joel Freeman, man, sneaky guy. James Conrad, sneaky, sneaky, sneaky he guy. threw the shot. Well, he, he threw what guy. was James Conrad threw what was the now, shot. Now I don't know I how we proceed forward here because like we had different. <laughs> so picks. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and name all mine through. Not really explain them a ton, and then I'll let you do it. Okay, I gotta find my bracket. You can just look at mine. You'll probably remember. I'll probably remember, but I think I filled one out somewhere. Okay, so my second round, first matchup: Eagle versus Adam Hammonds. I've got Eagle. Next matchup will be Chris Dickerson versus Kevin Jones. I've got Kevin Jones. Calvin Heimberg versus Nico. This is my most shocking pick of the whole thing. I have Nico upsetting Calvin Heimberg in the second round. Does the Nico Phantom go too far here? It might. But I've got to have him on my good side before I ask him what his favorite color is at USDGC <laughs> after he plays an awful round or something. I'm just trying to get attacked. Uh, and then I got Ricky and James Conrad in the bottom last of the Elite Eight, and that's I pick Ricky in that one. Final four, Eagle versus Kevin Jones. I have Eagle. And then I have Nico versus Ricky. I have Ricky. So my finals are Eagle versus Ricky, and I'm picking Ricky Wysocki to win it all. And those are my, that's my picks. Uh, I'm trying to pull mine up. Good job, Trevor. Thank you. Okay, yep, it's not letting me pull up. So just, I'm going to have to go through and mine. just remember what I did. Surely you, can, surely you can remember. So I know first round we already talked through, so I also have Eagle facing Adam. I have Eagle coming out of that. 
Um, I have Garrett Gerthy versus Kyle Klein. I have Kyle Klein coming out of that matchup. So the top side in the final four, I have Eagle versus Kyle Klein. Bottom half of the bracket, I have Calvin, Calvin versus Gavin Rathbun. Uh, I have Calvin coming out of that matchup. And then at the very bottom, I have Ricky versus Joel Freeman. Got Ricky coming out of that matchup. So my final four is Eagle, Kyle Klein, Calvin Heimberg, and Ricky. I've got Eagle taking down Kyle. I don't think the Padawan's quite ready to take on the Master That's yet. That's a great matchup, though. Um, that is great a great matchup. matchup. So I've got Eagle advancing to the finals, and then I got Calvin upsetting Ricky to have Calvin versus Eagle in the finals. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, you picked Calvin. And I've got Calvin yeah. winning it all. I got. I think the oh, Eagle's wow. going to ride it all the way to the final, and Calvin, we know Calvin. He doesn't have emotions. So we forgot. He doesn't have an emotional bone in his body. No, so when the pressure hits... He's not going to break, and I think mm-hmm. Eagle will. That's true. That that did. I've that never Kim, seen Calvin nervous before. Kim played. You've also favorite. never seen Calvin excited, happy. That's true. So I, I um, <laughs> we didn't mention this on the Buggy Bro banter, so I'll mention it now. With these brackets around the office, what we're doing is we're going to kind of keep point a point system for both brackets, MPO and FPO, and then the loser has to wear a T-shirt designed by the winners for like the following podcast. Yeah, Probably we the decided Buggy Bro banter. You'll see it on there. I think it was for the actual grip lock because what we decided was unless it's something like Brody would wear it on debate night. I don't know. We'll uh, figure it Connor out. Connor would wear it on. Somebody's gonna lock. have to wear a pretty. Criminal but what we also decided probably. is if Carson or Silas lost the other two employees, they just have to sit here for grip locked. And just That's stare. They, can't say they, just, they don't they have just a mic. Sit. They are background so with the t-shirt. That's very for grip funny. Locked. What and they got to face the wall. No, because they got to see the shirt. That'd be too easy. They have to see the shirt. They have to sit here. Oh, they wear the shirt. They wear oh, the shirt. Oh, okay, okay. And they have that's to sit here. Really they just got to sit there. That, so, that's so, that the po- they're, so that they're still on a podcast. We're gonna. I'm gonna make your shirt that thumbnail you designed for that. For that, <laughs> <laughs> that is so, so funny. You can see what you're capable of, or what I'm not. I need capable to make of. mine bracket. My bracket. Yeah, you need to fill that out. <laughs> but it's you pretty, got till Friday. It's pretty boring. Oh, you did make your bracket. You made that it. What you just said you did make I, it. I, while you guys were saying that, I was making it in my head. And it was pretty boring. Oh, but okay. I feel confident about it though. I like you that. See, I went big time. Who are you picking to win? Throw out your winner. Yeah, who, who's winning? I need to do it in okay. my mind. I, wh- see, the only issue with mine is if Calvin does <laughs> get upset to say. early, I'm screwed. Yeah, yeah. So in my bracket, my big like key is if Calvin gets upset, he's in big trouble, and I'm in great shape because I don't even have him make it to my final four. So Calvin gets yeah. upset early, really bad for Hunter, really good for Brody him. also has Calvin in the finals, I think. Yeah, I think Calvin could be a, the key for me winning. Calvin's the key to me. If Nico, obviously, if Nico's get dropped uh, in the first round, that would be tragic. As long as I can get him to the second round, like that's one thing. Definitely going to be interesting to watch this weekend. Bracketology. Another thing that's going to be fun to watch this weekend is the Battle for Bedford. Oh, yeah. It's our tournament we're putting on. Biggest tournament we've ever run. We're welcoming close to 400 players. I dubbed it the biggest B tier in the world this morning on the video, so that's what we're calling it now. Oh, I don't know if that's true. The biggest B tier in the world. does have $10,000. Big doesn't have to just mean like like a people players playing in it. It's just big is in like everything about stature, it. the course, the quality of players. The purse is probably might be the biggest. In the it's got to be close for BT. Yeah. 10 K added cash. Um, MPO will be taking on new London. Uh, FPO will be, and each protected pros will be taking on independence. And then AMS will be playing kind of a mixture of a independence, falling Creek, Manita. They'll be rotating through kind of those <laughs> courses. Um, really quick. Winning prediction score wise at New London. We've never seen mm. a tournament at New London. Yes. We've seen tournaments at Independence and stuff like that. So I just want to focus on New London here. Well, We've Paul, never seen it. Paul told me his goal today. I won't say it. Three rounds. 
What do you think that they're finishing? The winner of the tournament is at this score through three rounds. The winner of New London. Yeah, MPO winner. Is finishing at 20 under par. 20. Through three rounds. I think I've been saying um, 12 to 18 under. Ooh. That's a really wide range once you put yeah, it all together. That is super I've been saying wide. four to six per round average. That's, I think Paul told me that was what he was hoping to get out of each round today. It was like four to six under. So I'll go, I'll just but go with five down. He proceeded average. to shoot four under, hashtag spoiler alert. He proceeded to shoot like four under through nine holes today. So I'm just going, I'm going to meet in the so, middle and say 15 under is wins. Is he a liar it. or what? Well, no, because what I think <laughs> will happen is I think that, let's say Paul wins yeah. the tournament. I think Paul will have one round that's like an eight under and one round that's like a two under. Yeah, I agree. That's kind of and how so it was in Independence I'll, I'll just stick at five. I'll stick at five under for the round. I think 15 under wins the tournament. Okay, so I went a little more aggressive. You're a little more aggressive. Yeah, because yeah. I've been saying four to six per round, but when you multiply that by three, that's a really wide range. It's tough out there, man. So it's I'll just so take, tough. I'll say 15 under wins the, wins the tournament through three rounds, but that's crazy. You That'd be sick if that's get, right. Get ready for your, your straight backhands. You need a lot of them. Yeah, there's a lot of straight shots. Get uh, ready to take all the skip off of your disc. The, yeah. the disc golf guy will be doing the coverage of that, so should be entertaining. We'll have some other media going on. I don't know what Connor has planned for that, but pranks. Connor's got something. <laughs> pranks. Yeah, we'll be pranking pranks. the lead card. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it should be, should be a good time. I think we have pretty much everything. I think it would be funny is if you let, like, I mean, I would do it, but I won't be there. But, like, let somebody break through the ropes, like, acting like they're a heckler, and let Hunter just linebacker style plant his shoulder and just tackle him so hard. I feel like I'd, I feel like I could, I feel like I could do some damage with a good you tackle. You could truck somebody. I feel yeah. like I could truck someone. You get your feet moving. Remember, this guy's a runner now. You get your feet moving. You put that shoulders <laughs> on. It would just be so funny and like just act I like have, nothing I've, happened. You just drag him out by his. My armpits. shoulders were always my best asset in basketball. Yes. When I like would Throw go to, when I'd come in, I'd lower my shoulder into someone. I'm saying you like I I sent people into bleachers. Just the whole thing is scripted, but the card doesn't know about it. And you hit them, just drag them out by their armpits, and then just like. Just like sh- continue on, and they're on. just like sorry for the distraction. They're just staring in disbelief as you're just dragging a corpse out of the way, and then they're like, "Wow, these guys at the Battle for Bedford, they, they don't mess around. They, they don't take mess it around. seriously. They take it very seriously. <laughs> it's like a we we hire like a 14 year old to like run up and ask for a signature, <laughs> ask for Paul's signature. I was like, "Hey!" <laughs> Next thing you see is just a blur, and he's flattened to the ground, crying. <laughs> Hunter, stand over top. Can we just hire your brother? Because he's 18, but he looks like That's he's like true. 13. My brother, he'd be a good build fit. wise. He's taller than me. Yeah, but he'd he be really he's a pretty face. big guy. What? He's a baby face. Yeah, he looks young, but like I'm saying, as far as tackling him, like that's not gonna be easy. I think he'd be a good. If fit he for knew that. he was getting tackled, yes, yes, yes. yeah. If the, it, this scenario, the person is a part of it. I'm like, not tackling a random I was person. Picturing like a puny, like 13 year old, to where it's like even more funny. Oh, I'm like picking. But him then off. It's, it's easier for suplex. <laughs> Man, that's, that's hilarious. Yeah, I don't know where that came from. I know it was me. I'd started it. So yeah. Trevor always starts it. He always Anything does. is a bad idea in this, in this <laughs> podcast. Trevor started it. That is true. Mm. Uh, definitely some exciting stuff coming up though. Uh, last week I was stressed out of my mind because I didn't think I was gonna get everything ready for the tournament. This week I'm feeling pretty good. I got a lot of printing to do tomorrow. I got the paper. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I did. Yeah, Tag I team. Got, got the cards. I, I got a lot of team in the league. <laughs> Because I got to print all the like check-in papers, scorecards, stuff like that, and cut those out. But that's it. Then all I got to do is uh, Friday morning, I might actually try to set up flags tomorrow and see if they fit in the van built. 
Mm. So they don't have to set them up. I don't think they're going to fit in the Vanderbilt. Maybe if you run them up the middle. That would just be way easier. Yeah, that's true. Yes, it would be way easier. But we'll see. Coming from a guy who's built a lot of flags. Or do you think I can leave the flags set up overnight? Out there? Probably. I would think so. At all the courses? Probably. Who's... Who's trying to steal a flag? Well, now that we just now told that thousands of people. Nah. Don't nah, do it. I'll tear them down. Don't do it. Yeah, I'll we're going to tear them down. Here's the thing. I went to a college that like kids would pride themselves on stealing stupid signs and hanging them up on their in their dorm room. Like That was like a thing. It was like a trophy. That just like sounds a, like college. A, a <laughs> sign that would say like, bathrooms this way like if it was a campus owned sign that would make it their goal to hang it up in their dorm room i've got a camp hideaway sign that says um so you're one of them i didn't steal it it was on the disc golf course and i was doing course cleanup and coach is like well since it's off the tree it's trash i was like i'm keeping this it says like something loop 1.8 miles that was a trail sign. Somebody's still lost out there. <laughs> They're still lost. They didn't know it was a loop. They just kept going. <laughs> they would know it's a They've loop. They've been walking in the same circle because they didn't tell them it was a loop. <laughs> I don't know. I just have that sign. Dang it, honey. That is very It's in my funny. closet. I forgot I had that till right now. Man, All right, I'll turn that in. I don't have to make that into the police. You don't have to make that call for this week. I'd like to say something really quick. Oh, my gosh. I'll make that call. I'll make that call right now. All right, you make the call. Andrew Sims. You're a nice guy. It's okay that you're not that good at disc golf. This is a dark horse guy. Oh yeah, do you owe us? It's okay. Who do you owe coffee? You didn't even go over dark horse. That was all I had to say. We tied, but you won. So what, Connor who is Andrew coffee? Sims? He knows who he is. Oh man, like a direct message. I like hey, that. The, you you owe me welcome coffee. to Connor's corner. Yeah, everybody owes me like a million things from the last. I do owe you segments. coffee. I think if Connor buys all of us pizza, we're even. Everyone's even. I don't feel I don't, like that's true. If Connor wants your hand buys pizza, handouts, man, I do this for sport. If Connor buys pizza, then everyone's even. Here's we the all thing. forgive each other other's debts. If, if Connor you buys let pizza. me take home the fillet knives, we're even. Take home the fillet knives. Yeah, I'd rather you take them home. <laughs> and, and if you let me bring them over to the new place, no, you cannot. Take <laughs> <them>. <laughs> Absolutely not. Dang it, you'll stab one of us. But I, Connor, if you buy myself. us all pizza, then everyone's I am not the one to buy us pizza. You owe us pizza after what happened today. Yeah, you guys See, there, can here's the difference. Out, maybe? Here's the difference. You were aware of the pizza bet before it started. I was two hours away. Nobody knows about any. Here's of these the difference: so is that like, there was never a pizza bet involving me. Yeah. Yeah. The guy no. was buying us free pizza. And you said, don't worry about it, man. I got it. I'll toast the slice And then to we you. said, if you lose this week, you owe us that guy's pizza that you refused to get for us. And then you lost. And you lost. And you didn't. I think that's what, what Did we say that? Yeah. We definitely did not say that. You told the guy you'd buy us pizza and toast the slice Go back to him. in the archives, I told man. him. Pull up the Instagram. Let's not it's do a, this on the podcast. This is on the podcast. <laughs> no, here we are. We're here. Here we are. This, this all happened it, on the podcast. All right. They've been right. a part of this since the beginning. It did happen on the podcast. It happened on the podcast. We're making the call on whether or not Connor owes us pizza. That's the make that call. Make that call. Are we owed a pizza? Are we owed a pizza from Connor? How many DMs do you get from people trying to be your dark horse pick? Don't don't talk to me. (laughs) He's scrolling for so long. I can't remember what his name was. Oh, oh yeah, I remember who. Oh yeah, it's Andrew, my friend Andrew. The guy you just called out? (laughs) No, this different Andrew. Different Andrew. Andrews are attracted to my social media. Ah. Um. He said, I know the other guys vetoed the whole playing for coffee thing or paying for coffee thing, but send me your Venmo and I'll get you guys some pizza money. Okay. And I said, all in all, I'm proud of you. 
I appreciate the DM in the first place. Don't worry about getting us pizza. I will buy myself pizza and toast to you. So I, I think we so probably he, spun, we probably he, went spin zone on you. He and, offered all of us, and free I already pizza. bought myself pizza. Early, he offered early all last of us week. free pizza. You lost, and then you turned down the free pizza. He offered all of us. I'm not gonna make a viewer pay for pizza. Trevor, for I'll us. let you make that call. Does Connor owe us pizza? I'm, how about this? I'm gonna make Just, this call. Connor this? either gives us the pizza or he goes to prison. It's how about this? Him. Just go to the base level of our Patreon and watch Bogey Bro Banter, and that will buy us pizza. <laughs> no, they. <laughs> You owe us pizza. <laughs> All right, I'll buy you pizza. Just a little Caesars. Just a little, just a little skeezies. Yeah. I can't. Just a small pizza. I can't buy pizza. Just a small pizza. Three, I'm, I'm allergic. $10. A $5 We'll pizza. do a bake sale. We'll raise go the to, money. Let's go to okay. Sam's Club. Okay. Sam's Club. You can get us pizza for less than a dollar each. All right. Wait, Two what? Cent, 50 cent pizza. That's a thing? Sam's Club is real cheap. Liz and I will eat yeah. a full Their meal for less than good. five bucks. Sam's, Sam's Pizza might be the best pizza in Lynchburg. It's pretty good. <laughs> All right. (laughs) That's going to wrap it up for this week's show. Hopefully you enjoyed whatever just happened. And we'll talk to you all next week.